This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's Sidecast is a visit with Wisconsin high school coaching legend Pat Ross. Ross was T.J. Otzelberger's coach at St. Thomas More High School in Milwaukee. Then he hired T.J. as his JV coach at Burlington Catholic Central High School, which jump-started Otzelberger's successful coaching career. Pat's now retired and enjoyed catching up on his former pupil. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with Pat Ross. It's my understanding that you were the freshman coach under Norb Wachowski at St. Thomas More High School. And that you coached TJ as a freshman, and then after you moved up to become the varsity head coach, TJ's senior year, you coached him again. So tell me about your relationship with TJ, how it got started, and how it developed. Well, it, it really got started freshman year. We had a really good group of kids that came in, and uh, they weren't real big, but they were you know, good athletes and stuff like that. Not really many superstars, but they were solid. And uh, we just developed a good relationship with that whole group of freshmen, including TJ. Those kids were so close, such good friends, and that really uh, helped a lot in coaching them and things like that because they were just a great group of kids. And as the season went on, they improved a lot and, and they were very competitive. So take me back to when you first started coaching TJ. What qualities did you see in him? Well, uh, from day one, it was is how much he loved basketball. I'll give you a quick story. During the season, we had a little bit of a break and we were going to have a morning practice. And I told TJ and a couple of kids, there was a local YMCA. I said, do not go to the YMCA. We're going to have a hard practice. We got a big game coming up. Well, TJ and them got done with exams. And of course, they went to the YMCA. <laughs> and, and, and on the way back, they missed the bus to get back to Thomas More. So they ran two miles to get back to school so they wouldn't be late for practice. So TJ and another young man came in about two minutes late. So, of course, back in the day, everybody ran because TJ was thinking of himself, not somebody else. And uh, we had a great practice, and he apologized after that. It's just a kind of rapport. The, kind of, the kid loved to play the game. He wanted to get better. Nobody worked as hard as him, and everybody on the team looked at him and followed him, and he was just a freshman in high school. His teams had some success, right? Your teams were, were successful that year in his senior year as well, right? Well, the, the senior year, freshman year, yeah, we actually won the freshman the conference, and you know we had three really good guards, and we had two, our big post players were 6'2". <laughs> we weren't very big. <laughs> So we, we were very defensive-minded. We got after everybody from uh, baseline to baseline. And uh, senior year, uh, we obviously had to play the same way. And I have a great story, and this is about TJ. Our preseason scrimmage, we went down uh, and scrimmaged three other teams. Two were very good. The third one wasn't, wasn't that special. Well, we went down, and we lost all three scrimmages. We were awful. And this was my first year as varsity coach. Of course, I thought I knew everything. You know how that goes. And uh, we got on a bus. Nobody said a word coming back. It was dead silence. 
and that was Saturday. So I said, well, Sunday, we could practice on Sunday. I said, Sunday morning, nine o'clock is a Catholic school. I said, you make sure you go to church the night before. Don't use basketball and you can't go to church. So nobody said a word. They left. I left. We were all unhappy. The next day I, I went down to school. I got to about eight o'clock. I walked in. Now everything was locked. Somehow they got into school. The entire team was sitting there an hour before practice. I walk in and TJ says, coach, we got work to you. Let's get going. And we really took off from there. And that, that's actually how that happened. Wow, that's a great story. So TJ mentioned to me that you told him, hey, look, you can start thinking about other paths in life or careers, but you will be a basketball coach. What was it that you saw in TJ that you were certain that one day he would be a coach? And did you expect him to eventually become a Division One head basketball coach? Well, that I didn't see coming back then. But I think the big thing was TJ was going to education and he coached at a local high school for a year or two. And I could just see that TJ's passion was basketball. And I think TJ all along wanted to coach college basketball, not high school basketball. He wanted to coach college basketball. And I, I, I think that uh, when he started on that journey, uh, <laughs> he was in so many places and he'd call me and say, hey, coach, I'm in New York. What are you doing there? Well, I'm working for this coach up here and I'm doing this. He always had something going on. And TJ is really a people person. I mean, he likes people and people like him. And uh, I, I think a lot of times when you come to coaching, uh, you know, you could say that coach, some coaches have it, whatever that is. TJ has that. His players, they respect him because he knows how much he cares about them and how he looks out for them. And, and you know what? When you see his team play, you can see that on the floor from, from being a, just a high school coach. That's the rapport that you want between a player and a coach. Today's sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. TJ mentioned that when he was in college at Wisconsin Whitewater, his coach there, who also he said had a big impact on his career, yeah. Him, hey, look, you're not a great player. You need to find ways to make your teammates better and make the other team worse. And he says that really stuck with him. Was TJ the kind of guy that was going to do whatever it took to impact winning? Yes. Uh, I mean, even back at Thomas Moore, I remember his senior year, we started out and he's shooting all these threes and he's not shooting well. So finally I said, hey, TJ, no more threes. He was like, what? I said, no, you step in and make that 17-footer. You can step back. And you know what? He never hesitated. He stepped in. He knew it was better for the team. Uh, and then eventually he stepped back and started hitting that three shot. But he gave that up for a while till his shooting came around. And he listened. And he knew what it took to win. And uh, he was willing to do anything. And you know what? You could talk to TJ. If you talk to TJ, it was like talking to the whole team because they listened. You retired after a very successful 17-year run at St. Thomas More, And after TJ graduated from Wisconsin-Whitewater, he was hired by Coach Wachowski at Burlington Catholic Central High School to be their JV coach. He eventually took over as the varsity head coach. How important was that step in his development? Well, you know, I, I think for TJ's credit, every coach he's come in contact with from high school through college, he's always listened, he's watched. 
And I think he's learned from so many special people. And I think he took the good traits from them. And he, he, he doesn't forget uh, things. And, and I'll tell you a, a quick story. Uh, when he was a senior, and I was astonished when I heard this last year, when he was in Milwaukee and his players were being interviewed. And I remember saying this, now this is a long time ago, uh, at a parent-teacher's meeting. And I said, you know what? I said, uh, your son's going to come to practice. Some days he's going to like me. Some days he's not going to like me. But I'll say, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell him, tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. And I, re I heard that repeated last year at that NCAA tournament. Now, there is a senior in high school that never forgot that. That's special. It is, and and you're a you're a police officer, correct? Or you were a police officer, correct? Uh, uh, so, does some of that discipline you think uh, create kind of who you are and who TJ became? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, back at school, game day was special, and uh, I wasn't there. I was at at work. Well, I didn't want to get a phone call that one of my players didn't do this or do that. And I always said, you know what? I said, if you have a good day in school, you'll have a good game at night. And uh, everybody dressed up, suit and, uh, uh, tie and everything. Everybody was dressed on game day the way I wanted them dressed. And uh, it just seemed like that, that little bit of dedication to being a good person and doing things the right way carried through. And TJ always followed that. Coaches, you've watched uh, TJ's coaching career and you followed it. Tell me how you think he's grown as a coach over that time. Well, you know, I, I think it's his organizational skills. He gets everything in order. And, you know, he pays special attention to all the details. The littlest thing doesn't pass him by. He yeah. pays attention. When we were in UNLV, we went to visit there and I spent a day with him and his team. I was amazed how he had everything organized. It was amazing. And I did the same thing at Iowa State. And uh, just a funny comment, back at Thomas More, I always complained about the locker room was a mess. <laughs> and, I, you know, I said, you guys got it. I can't even walk in here and all that stuff. And I'd always complain about it. When I was at UNLV and Iowa State, he said, Coach, check the locker room. He said, there's nothing out. Everything's in the locker. There is no mess here. I'm not picking up after him. Well, I just laughed so hard because he remembered how we talked about that at Thomas More and how a little thing like that impacted, and he still thinks about it. You know, it's amazing. Some of your thoughts specifically on his time at Iowa State. What have you thought about his first two teams at Iowa State? Well, I, I've seen him play in person, and, of course, obviously I watch. Uh, I just like how hard they play. And, you know, I was a very defensive-minded coach. And when they play great defense, their offense takes off. And I can see how they've bought into that end of the floor. And that's what I think separates them and makes them special, is how hard they play. And you know what? And I think TJ appreciates that. And I think they can tell that. You know, TJ's very thoughtful and intentional in the way he goes about things, as you mentioned. That's from the time he gets up in the morning to what his teams wear. It's all important to him. How important is it in your mind 
those daily habits that TJ's talking about and trying to constantly create with his teams? Well, you know, you know, I think what TJ is, he picks the people he wants to coach before he picks a player. He wants good quality people, good character, uh, people that he knows he can count on, that the school can count on, that they're going to be good students because not all are going to play in the NBA. But when they leave there, they're going to have a, a structure and a foundation that's going to make them successful. And I think TJ's always been like that. And structure, I'm a very, very structured person, as my wife would say, uh, <laughs> because, you know, part of what I did – and. And I think coaching, the structure that you build, the foundation, the kids buy into it. Because, you know, a lot of people can say that kids don't like uh, discipline. Well, I disagree. I think they do. I completely agree with you. And I just think consistency to the message is so critical. And that's one thing that I think TJ's really excelled at at Iowa State is just having a consistent message and not straying from it. Oh, exactly. I And you know what? Uh, we stay in touch quite a bit in phone and texting. And I just like the way his team plays. You know what? It's going to be a war from beginning to end. And if you're playing Iowa State, you better strap it on because we're coming after you. And I, I love his approach to that. That's the way you sh- they should play the game. For quality, comfortable, and authentic styles on Cyclone Game Days and Every Day, insist on authentic brand sportswear. The premium alternative gear of choice in the Midwest and across the nation. Choose authentic brand for your game day styles. Coach, you touched on this for a moment, but roster management is such a critical part of coaching today. And that is all about developing relationships. You mentioned that TJ's mm-hmm. a people person. Tell me your thoughts on how he handles that side of the job and, and has really done a good job constructing you know, a roster that might not have all the best players, but certainly when they play together, plays really well. Yeah, well, see, I, I think TJ, his players can tell that he cares about them. And there's a structure in place to make them better as a player and as a person. And I think somehow TJ gets them to buy into that. It's not about them. It's not about him. It's about Iowa State basketball. And, and I, I think he has a way of building that in to his system. His coaches are the same way. Uh, his coaches, they, they're held to a higher standard just like the, the players are. And I think the kids, I think they appreciate that, that it knows it's not just one way, it's both ways. Basketball, I, I think, is the most beautiful game in the world to watch. You've got one ball, five guys sharing it. When you watch TJ's teams at their best, uh, I've always felt like the sum of the parts is better than the parts, and that's not to say that Iowa State doesn't have good players. They do. Right, but right. Co- collectively, they can really do some special things. Is that one of the things that you enjoy most about watching TJ's teams? Well, you know, absolutely. Uh, you know, you I watch a lot of college basketball, and – you can see the chemistry. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, TJ and I, we had a conversation back uh, when uh, the season started. And they had a couple of big wins. And, and his comment was, Coach, anytime we can play teams with big egos, uh, we'll beat them every time. Because we don't have big egos. We just get to work and get it done. And, and I think there's a way that TJ can reach those kids that, and they all have egos, you know, you know, obviously they're talented athletes, but to get, put that aside and have them buy in together, 
it's uh, it's a tough blend, but TJ, he's very good at it. TJ has such a, a special connection to Iowa State, having been here under three different head coaches. And as you mentioned earlier, I think he really took little bits and pieces from, from each of them in developing his own style. But when he's a recruiting a kid, if, if, if there's a tiebreaker, boy, if that kid tells him how much he loves Iowa State and thinks it would be special to play at Iowa State, that's going to be the guy. Why do you think that passion and loyalty is so important to TJ when he's looking for the right guys, not only as players, but as assistant coaches as well? Right. Well, you know, I think when TJ was there as an assistant coach, he fell in love with the school. He loves the area. He loves Iowa State. And you know what? He had to travel away to get back. But I think his end goal was always to get back at Iowa State. And, you know, in, in TJ's mind, this is his dream job, and he is so loyal that uh, Iowa State's lucky to have a, a young coach like that because, you know, a lot of these coaches, it's a stepping stone and things like that. And uh, I think TJ is at home. This is the place he wants to be. He wants to raise his family there. It's a special place. On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones' John Deere dealer of choice. I know you mentioned going out to see him at UNLV, so obviously you've stayed very close, which I imagine is very special to you. But how proud were you to see these Cyclones advance to the Sweet 16 a year ago? Oh, well, uh, we were so excited. Uh, we, we were not able to go to Milwaukee because we were in Florida. Okay. And TJ called and said, Coach, I got your tickets. You're all set. And I said, TJ, I'm in Florida. He said, you're still in Florida? I said, well, we spend the winter here. So what we what we did here, we bought a bunch of Ozzlemania T-shirts. And we had, this, <laughs> we had this house full. And everybody had to wear a T-shirt when they came in. And we watched. We had a lot of Badger fans here. And we watched uh, Iowa State beat Wisconsin, which I predicted. And uh, we had a great time all the way through. And if they would have made it further, well, we were going to make the trip from Florida to New Orleans if he made it that far. That was a done deal. So, but, uh, you know, in, in TJ's back in Milwaukee, he played his state tournament three blocks from where he played uh, the NCAA tournament. And that was special for him. Absolutely. You mentioned just uh, how much he really did consider Iowa State his dream job. Do you think he'll stay here for a long time? Be the head coach at Iowa State for a long time? Yes. I, I think that Iowa State, you know, in, in giving them a credit, I think TJ fits there because when Iowa State looked for a coach, they looked for a good person and then a good coach. They didn't reach out to just a good coach. They hired a good person that fit and, is, and a good person and a good coach. They did it the right way. They made a great hire. Well, I imagine you still are uh, very close to TJ. How often do you talk to him? Uh, well, just about uh, three, four times a week. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and I really, I hate the, I hate to text him because the minute I text him, he texts me right back, and I'm saying like, I don't want to interfere with what's going on, and I never give any advice, <laughs> which I once in a while I'd like to, but I don't. <laughs> But uh, we, we talk quite a bit, and uh, I, I know his mom and dad very well. And uh, I, I have some great TJ stories. Uh, back when he was in grade school, 
he, he actually lived, he, he didn't live in Milwaukee, he lived in Oak Creek, which is a suburb. He would call up the kids every day. He's in sixth grade. He'd call up the kids every day. And he'd organize a game on the playground. He'd do it every all summer long. And, and then when he got to Thomas Moore, I don't know how I'd get a call. Otzelberg was in the gym last night. And I said, I did not give him a key. I don't, I, he does not have a key. He'd find his way in that gym. He, him and his dad would go down there and he'd shoot. You know, he was just that dedicated. And a, a quick story, a funny story I'll share with you, though, real quick. Uh, when he was a senior, we made the Catholic school state tournament. And so we had a van. Well, I drive every, every time TJ had to sit in the front. So we're driving over into Milwaukee, and there's a bridge called the Hone Bridge, which goes over a couple rivers. And TJ says, Coach, can I put this tape in? Music, I said, sure, but I said, I don't want to hear anything bad. So he puts the tape in, and, well, a couple of things came out that I didn't think was appropriate. So I just opened the sunroof. I popped open the tape, and I just threw the, the tape out the, out the sunroof. And he said, Coach, it ain't mine. I said, when you buy him a new one, buy him a better one. But we always, we always laughed about that. Like, and when I was at Iowa State, he told that story to his team, and they all they got a big kick out of it. <laughs> I'll bet he's forgiven you, hasn't he? Yeah, he probably has. <laughs> yeah. Any other stories you want to share about PJ before we go? Oh, uh, back in the day, uh, you probably remember they had a show, NYPD. Yeah. And uh, Dennis Franz was Sipowitz. So he, to this day, he calls me Sipowitz. Uh, uh, but uh yeah just just a lot of great memories uh and i feel that the rapport that we had and he had with other coaches he's built that with his team and and to me that's what's going to make him so successful that uh his kids they know they know he has their back and he'll all he'll always have their back and I think his kids can tell it. You know, and uh, I was telling my wife today, if I had a young high school player that was looking to play college basketball, and I met TJ and, and he came into our home, you can probably tell that you'd be comfortable sending your son to that school to represent Iowa State and play for a guy like TJ. I really believe that. Well, Coach, it's been awesome to visit with you, and I know that you'll be watching on Friday and cheering loud for the Cyclones oh, yeah. when they play out in Greensboro, and uh, really appreciate you taking the time and sharing some great stories. Those are awesome stories about you <laughs> and your relationship with TJ. Well, I appreciate that. I really appreciate TJ, like always, reaching out and making sure he doesn't forget about his, his old basketball coach. I appreciate that. Today's sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening.